All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. You're joined today by myself, Matthew Hosking, and my good friend and co-host, Ben Bodycum. Uh Yeah, we're re- uh, recapping Rogue. Um, first things off, uh, I don't know what's more surprising, that uh, Laura took the win, or that we finally got a prediction right on this show. You know, 18 episodes deep. <laughs> we finally did it, Ben. We finally did it. Uh, big Laura Horvath got the dub. Uh- um, as predicted by us, <laughs> the smartest analysts in the space, <laughs> minus every episode we've done up to this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I, I think um, it will, we'll we'll go through it event by event, but uh, she's definitely answered some critics. I think um, we'll we'll cover also her her interview after the final event as well because I think that was interesting, say the least. Um, but yeah, uh, a great sort of, you know, she, she's had a brilliant year when you think about it. Um, winning the games, winning Rogue. It's not really much more you could ask for. Um, you know, the two major competitions that she's entered, she's won. So, and I, I think the thing we always forget is is her age as well. You know, she's still, she's still fairly young within the sport. Like when you think about when she initially came to the... Um, you know, she's 26. Like when she initially came to uh, the games in 2018, she was, you know, early 20s, 2021. So she's still got a lot of room to grow, I think. So yeah, it's uh, really exciting to see her and see her win. I think it sets us up for a, an interesting 2024 season. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, uh, I mean, we'll get to it. But that last event was a mixture of stress and hype all uh, packaged into one. And it was, yeah, it was, you couldn't have written it really much better. And also the way they had to move indoors, I don't know, just, it just felt, yeah. I don't know, just the tension was, whew, it was good. Very good. All right. We'll uh, get into basically just, we'll just recap each workout pretty much and just go through, give a little thoughts on them. Uh, do you want to start off the men or the woman? I'm not uh, too fuss. Uh, well, you've just spoken about how Laura won. So I think let's uh, let's tackle let's tackle the women um, on that first event. Cool. All right. So event one was obviously the Ruck Run that was announced. Um, I think I even said on the last show, there's no way event one will be a run as a surprise event. And then about twelve hours later, they announced it was a run. So there we go. <laughs> That's the quality of an analyst you get. Um, but yeah, obviously Tia came out and. Uh, I mean, she pretty much uh, smashed it, basically. Decimated the field. I know, like, Gabby was sort of yeah. behind her, but, yeah, Lord, uh, Lord uh, Tia literally came out and just, uh, yeah, demolished everyone. It was close for, like, the first lap, and then she literally just pulled away. And then it was like, oh, she's actually <laughs> she's actually pretty fit. So, <laughs> yeah, I, did, I thought it was going to be an absolute... After that, the first event, I thought it was going to be a runaway for the rest of the competition. I was like, oh, if she's actually... Yes. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I, uh, I think, look at looking back on it, and and you can definitely sort of tease this out from how she approached each event. Was very much she didn't really know what her capacity was across across different things, and, and I think the thing that I said last week is that hey, I'm a little bit cautious about how she's going to approach particular movements, but at the end of the day, running like it's fine. She's still got that capacity. She's always been a, a really strong one, well, not always, but she's recently been a really, really strong runner um, and was able to just sort of pace it to perfection. 
you know, you see after that first mile, she comes in just behind Laura, that is just on her tail the whole way, and then is able to pull away from her for the for the latter part of the of the workout. Um, yeah, and, and absolutely dominated. Uh, I, I thought this might be the start of seeing uh, Gabby like push for a podium spot as well, which obviously did happen, but it was uh, a little too much um, for her across the across the whole weekend as well. And then obviously you have Emily Rolf sitting in third, like it was fairly standard for her uh, on a run event. Um, she, I, I think there was definitely a case of, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, the pacing uh, for that for with the ruck, I think was a little bit of an unknown factor for the majority of the athletes because you didn't know how fast you could go and then hold on to a particular pace. Because um, yeah, I, I think a lot of them found that you drop the. 80 pound and pick up the 30 pound and just have the 30 pound and you'd be like okay cool i can really kick on here and they'd be like oh wait actually no i can't at all um so i think that was quite an interesting way of phrasing it um in terms of setting it up from from rogue side as well uh the biggest disappointment was the sled back sled back pull to finish i don't like that felt like it was completely pointless yeah, that was it. Was so pointless. Like, what was the point? It was literally like, what was it? Fifty foot, if that, maybe a hundred foot, if that, uh, if that. And as like, there was no change. As if you've got to the bag first, you finished. Like, if you've got to the bag before someone else, you've got you finished across the line before them. Like, it was just the end of the race. It literally meant nothing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the point of that uh, sled drag was. It was just so pointless. They could have. I know the weather was bad, but up the hill would have been better or just a longer. But yeah, like it was just I don't know what that finish was. It was basically just a waste. Um Yeah, I was I was expecting it to be a little bit more like the burden run. Where yeah. you've got that like, you you've got a, a separator to finish. But there was there was no separation in that at all. I think even if it had been up the hill, which was mooted as a potential sort of suggestion for how they were going to finish, but I think the weather may have impacted that if if they were ever going to do it. Um yeah. Yeah, it, um, it just didn't. It, yeah, it wasn't the separator at all. So that was frustrating, to say the least. Yeah, it didn't really add anything to it. Um, only really, I mean, looking at the leaderboard for that first event, I mean, pretty standard finishes. I feel like for most people, I said the only person that was maybe a bit disappointing, I would say, would be um, Emma Carey, like taking a thirteenth on that. I know she's not like the best runner, but just in that field, um, I don't know. I feel like. like she just my, mm. maybe the weight held her back a bit because um, it's a heavy weight, but they just made it look like the top ladies made it look quite easy. Um, well, yeah, because she's got her, I think she's got her split for the first mile. I think that is in brackets on the leaderboard, which is 1034. You compare that to Tia and Laura, the 906, 907. Yeah. Right, it's like a so huge much. gap. And so, yeah. what's the gap? Like, and the, the gap ended up being about four minutes, but it was about a minute 30 on that first mile. And that's sets yeah. the precedent for it from forward. I mean, yeah, so the, I don't know the if that's, major. Um, oh, I was just gonna say, I don't know if that's like a result of obviously she's moved to Mayhem, um, and then I mean it's Mayhem, so I don't know how much running they do compared to other training camps. So I um, don't, and also her obviously she's moved. Yeah, she's moved with her coach. Was, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think anything's changed. Yeah. Um. Would, would yeah, it's a bit like, random yes. like she moved to mayhem with her coach from brute strength and like but then she just trains in the corner at mayhem it seems like with her coach watching her so i don't i didn't really get it maybe it's just more culture culture vibe because obviously 
you know, the culture there is a bit different to what Brute is. So maybe that's just more the reason. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, on, on that note, I was a little bit surprised by RLO coming in 15th. Um, you kind of think that's probably a a slightly better event for her than it is. Um, obviously, she was able to sort of climb her way up the leaderboard after that. But uh, yeah, a little bit of a, a ropey start for her in what you'd expect to be a slightly better uh, overall performance as well. Yeah, I mean, RLO and across all the events, you're quite a yo-yo competition. If you look at her scores... The majority of them are around the 15 mark, or then the top five. <laughs> There's like really up and down finishes. Um, yeah, which when you compare of like a when swing, you compare to like how she's viewed at the games, which is just like she doesn't win any events, but she's just really, really consistent within that sort of you know three to 15 mark at the games, which is good enough at the games. I obviously that she's not able to; she doesn't have those home runs which I think really can impact her in a smaller field like Rogue as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, look at the men for event one then. We had, um, well, Jeff Adler, reigning games champ, kicked off with a win. Um, I mean, I feel like those who watched it probably felt like Yellow Hoster had pretty much already secured the win about halfway through that event. And then just slowly, uh, Jeff just, ticked away and then uh yeah caught him and then he passed him quite easily and then uh, there was a bit on the back half of that last lap i think it was mm. you see andre huday like shouting at yellow horse like come on you can catch him and he's just he's just definitely not going to catch him <laughs> he's just slowing down um but yeah jeff is yeah like his running improvement is crazy i still remember if you watch if you go back and watch the 2020 like buttery bros videos yeah. of like behind the scenes of the games there's a funny bit where um i don't know which event it's after maybe after happy star um it might be after the final bit of battle. anyway there's lots of running that competition uh, no it's the just, hill run it's after hill run, the hill run but he's yeah. just basically just no it's not no i'm talking yeah. about the bit he just puts it off there's a i need to work on my running but he says it like just so funny um <laughs> and it's like well it's three years later and he clearly has but um but yeah uh yeah very impressive yeah. from him no, he's um, like it's it's the fact how effortless it looks for him. That's what's yeah. really like he he never looks strained. He's always running at his at like within his threshold and still winning. I, I think he's just he's just got the pacing of running workouts down to a T. And he's just able to he knows he knows what his paces are. Um yeah. and, and I think the vibe that I get is obviously he hasn't been working on his strength that much, if at all. And so he's then able to just say like, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to run three or four times a week." Yeah, and that's and that's the sort of end end outcome of it, right? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need to like he proved he's the only one that won. I think two events this whole competition, and that was the run, and then he won the clean event and the final, and those are almost two opposite ends. Obviously, the deadlift you would argue is like the most opposite end uh, compared to the run, but to win the clean one, and that's probably more important in terms of when it comes to CrossFit, being able to cycle heavier loads for reps is a more important skill than just a pure one rep max so to win both of those uh again yeah. i just and there's a reason why he's the best well he won the games this year uh well okay barring a roman injury but like he's that's the reason why he's so fit is because he's basically covered the two of the most important aspects you could argue of crossfit plus obviously he's got decent gymnastics uh, um yeah running capacity and then moving heavy loads for reps over and over again um but yeah 
very impressive. Uh, any notables mm, yeah. from that? Uh, any like disappointments in that first event? Um, I, I think it sort of set. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I think we were we were expecting. Uh, I, I think the narrative going in. Obviously, we spoke about Pat, but I think that the sort of general narrative going in was about Adler versus Krennikov. That's what everyone was talking about. That's what everyone was like focused on. And after this first event, everyone was like, "Yes, okay, cool. We've got Adler versus Krennikov. Let's let's go. Let's go and see what's happened." But they seemed very, very pally pally. I don't know why I need to say very, very pally pally, but here we are. <laughs> um, they seemed they seemed very friendly with each other. You know, fist bumping each other, like like having having a chat with each other. Um, and after the drama of Adler like you know learning russian to to allegedly get into roman's head and and all that stuff i, I think it was it was a little bit of a damp squib of like ah maybe we don't have the heel that we're looking for or the um you know the the sort of rivalry that that we'd want to see in a fraser froning style rivalry that you know never really materialized um yeah so yeah i i think that was like that was the major sort of thing of like Ah, okay. Maybe we don't have this sort of animosity that's going to drive these guys forward to, to do well. You know, I mean, <laughs> which is obviously a little bit frustrating from a, from a fan standpoint. Um, but we'll come on to other frustrating things from a fan standpoint. After <laughs> um, but yeah, I think apart from yeah the lack of beef in the cross's face, uh, the only disappointing thing I would say maybe like Dan and Pepper, like a sixteenth. That's a really poor finish. I know he's not like, the best runner. But for a guy who's obviously his main goal is to basically win the games, like, I don't know, he's like 16th in a running event. And he's a strong guy. So with the ruck, you'd think he'll neutralize people a bit. Um, and yeah, that's just, yeah, poor finish. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, Velna started out strong with a classic bottom half finish. But that's just, that's, that's the way he goes. Lures you in. <laughs> thinks he's, think, he I, I think he's lost thing. it. And then uh, love it, yeah. he'll climb back. Yeah, that was, that was just poor, really, wasn't it? Actually, I mean, it wasn't. Out, it wasn't uh, Victor. Yeah, I can say Victor, Victor Hoffer still coming last when Yonikowski's hit the deck <laughs> with a rolled ankle. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, oh dear! Um, yeah, we'll get. And, Victor and we all thought some... this was going to be his. <laughs> yeah, we all thought this was going to be the future king of Europe's coming out party. But clearly, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you messaged me a few weeks ago saying uh, 2024 Games Champ after watching a two-minute uh, <laughs> hype reel. <laughs> no, no, that was after seeing his uh, his Echo Bike numbers. That was that was an insane one, right? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's but, yeah. If no one's seen it. He put up some workout. It was like 30 rounds, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And it was holding things like 14 to 16 cows um, every 30 seconds for 30 rounds, which is pretty mad. Um yeah, didn't well, obviously help we, we we all know that yeah we all know that uh, static machine work does not carry over to general mm -hmm. fitness <laughs> with his <laughs> with his nine <laughs> with his twentieth on the run. You can also apply that to other other personalities in the CrossFit space. <laughs> Ooh, savage. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll go to event two. So event two was the uh, log bar muscle up workout with the back squats 
Um, should we stay on the men? I've just got that leaderboard up still. Then we'll go back to the ladies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for the men, we had Ricky Garrard take the win. Um, a few people's picks to win this whole competition overall, which, I mean, is a bit ludicrous, but, you know. Um, Belner, good finish. Second place. Start of his comeback as usual. Um, and then third, we had Bailey Martin, which was a bit of a random one. Um, pretty much his best finish in the, in the whole competition by a mile. Everything else was outside, was 10th uh, or worse. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a random, well, third place for him. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what you thought about the event. I thought of the events um, that were, like, you know, like a straight-through race, like a Metcon, like just continuous work. It was probably the most boring one, I thought, like, uh, it was just basically just a yeah, log bar must like, work out. I don't really think that the bats yeah. obviously some people struggle with the bat squats more and they might move it, let's say five seconds slower than someone else. So you, obviously you can make up time on it. But relative to the time it takes to do a set of twenty log bar muscle ups, it's like nothing. So mm. I don't know. They could I think they could have just done fifty log bar muscle ups for time and it would have pretty much the leaderboard yeah, I think probably it was... shaken out very similar. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree entirely. I think it was. Throughout my sort of impressions throughout the whole of this weekend is that it was just like, like, yes, it may have been a good test of fitness. Was it a good spectacle? And I'm like, no, nah, probably not. Um, yes, it's cool to see people do a bar muscle up on a log. But given the impact on the athletes after this as well. Um, I, I don't think it was a, uh, one that was, you know, necessarily the best placing, you know, every, you saw everyone's hands completely torn up, um, after this and, you know, we'll come on to event three after as well, but yeah, everyone's hands were just in absolute pieces after this, which, you know, kind of ruins the spectacle a little bit. Uh, and, and I think to touch on Bailey Martin, like it looked like he was like he had his knee strapped up for the majority. Um, looked like he had loads of tape on his hands as well. So I think he was one of the guys who was impacted by this workout. Um, and it just sort of like for me, like took away a little bit from the spectacle of it. Um, and you had some like this workout in particular, like you look at the correlation between you know first through seventh on this workout. There's only two of the guys actually ended up in the top 10 and they were the guys who finished first and first and second in this, in this event. So it's, it's not even a workout that's got a really strong correlation to, to overall finishing placement. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't, yes, it's, it's a cool thing to have. It's something different. It's cool to see how athletes adapt, but it, does it take away somewhat from, from everything else that, uh, athletes are then trying to do throughout the rest of the weekend. You know, uh, like, and we'll talk about events that change because of weather, etc. But it, it would have had an even bigger impact on those because everyone's hands are just in absolute bits, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And then also, like, well, I mean, look at the bottom of the leaderboards. Jason Hopper, 19th. My guy hates the log bar muscle up. Pretty sure he came, like, 19th or 18th last year as well uh, yeah. when they had it. So I just, yeah, don't know. But, um, well, I mean, you had a few of the big names at the bottom there. You had Frakowski in 15th, you had uh, Pepper in 16th, and they all finished, what, top eight by the end of the weekend. So, um, would you would yeah. you say there's any sort of correlation between height and that? 
Hmm. I don't know. Yes and no. But then you've got like, but then you've got people like, uh, who's small, like Will Morad, Jay Crouch in like 11th and 12th. They're like mid table. Yeah. Did you see Will Morad's hand? No, but they've completely torn up. Yeah. Like, no, just all like just by his wrist. Like all here. It's just red raw. Like, but then you've got like, yeah. Then you've got like Chandler Smith who took fourth. And I say he's like one of the worst movers in the field. And I feel you need to move all right. I, I would think you would need to move all right on the log to get over it a bit more efficiently, but clearly not. That guy's just probably like strict muscling, strict muscle upping his way up. Yeah, I've, and um, and and I think that's the thing. Like, it's a, it's it's just a get the work done. Like, yes, I think there's a degree of skill to it, but it's it's nothing that's like you know too crazy. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I think we end up seeing a majority of guys drop down to like what twos at the end. Well, Probably. like those who yeah. could, like yeah. the guys at the bottom, were all doing singles from like the first round. Yeah, and um, well, still weighted towards the muscle up because obviously you've got Ricky win who wins. Yeah. You got Velno come second, so they're obviously very good at muscle ups. And then you've got obviously Hoffer and fifth, who obviously is like an ex gymnast and good at muscle ups. So, and Noah in sixth. I just don't think the barbell really played much of a factor. Hence, why I think you could have just done no. fifty for time and got a very similar result. So I don't really know what the point of back squat was, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right, we'll look at the ladies. Uh, so this is um, well, Alex Gazan out of nowhere. Don't think anyone was well. I don't know. She's obviously very good at pulling, but um, I don't think she was going to take a win in this workout. Oh. So fair play to her. And then obviously you had Laura just behind her. And then you had Tia finishing in fifth. So this is when they started basically already just trading places back and forth between Tia and Laura. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing too surprising, I feel like, in this workout in terms of, um, like, overall finishes. Uh, I think it was pretty, like, I don't know, anyone that stood yeah, out? That, I, th- that I think the... No, no, nobody had, like, an overly bad finish. Like, maybe, like, Ariel Lowen again. I'm going to, like, like she had a 15th <laughs> and 16th in these two workouts. So this, is not, this is not a continuation of my vendetta against Ariel Lowen, I'd like to... I'd like to make very clear um like g- given the fact that she came third at the games this year like you kind of expect to do a little bit better she is on the smaller side so i think hand size definitely comes into it a little bit here um but i think i think what was really impressive to watch was how colin Brander um just minimized her rest on this right like the whole thing was okay right i need to be metronomic on the bar muscle ups i need to I need to, I'm going every five seconds or I'm going every three seconds, whatever it is. And and that's the pace that I'm holding on to and just be disciplined with it. Um, and I think that's, that was like a really important sort of distinction. You know, we always talk about, you know, like, <coughs> excuse me, um, doing 15 bar muscle ups and you do like an eight and a seven or whatever. But if you're, if you're having to take like a minute and 30 break in between the eight and the seven, like there's practically no point to doing it. So it's, it's finding, a pace and a rhythm that works really well for you and executing that perfectly. And, you know, like, is, was that one of her top placements through the whole weekend? Yeah. Yeah, it was her top placement the whole weekend. So, fair play to her. Like, she mm. managed it perfectly. Yeah. I mean, the only person that you could look at and be like, who's a biggish name that didn't do great in that event was um, Daniel Brandon. But obviously, if you know her back squat capacity, it's not too surprising because that like, seems to be one of the movements she really struggles with. So even though she's mm. probably pretty good at um, the muscle-ups bit, the back squat actually was one of 
the bits that held her back quite a lot in comparison to a lot of people where the bat squat wasn't too much of a factor. Um, I'd, or I'd that maybe argue the back. I can say you have Bethany God. Flores who literally just did a scaled workout. Uh, apparently she like took her weight down to like uh, 60 kg yeah, yeah, yeah. and just still yeah. did the workout but just <laughs> did it at a scaled. I was like, what's going on? Um, mental. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk about her a little bit later, I think. Um, the... <laughs> Uh, I, I think the back squat, I, I know you said it was a bar muscle up workout for the men, but I feel like for the women, the back squat played a bigger, bigger part of the whole, yeah. of the whole event, right? Like you see someone like Cara Milligan coming in and getting a sixth, like it, she, she was, she was able to squat the weight with no issue at all. And so I think that that ability like really helped um, within this event as well. Yeah. Cool. All right. Event three. So this was to end day two. It was the ski erg, the dumbbell shoulder overhead and the uh, monkey bars. So killer cage make a return first time since 2011. Um, we'll go from the woman. So this is where Laura got her first win of the competition. I mean, not too surprising. I'd say this is pretty much like literally almost a wheelhouse workout for her ski. She's obviously a beast on the machines shoulder overhead she moves external load very well and then monkey bars i mean she's got a climbing background so mm. yeah this event was pretty much built for her so not too surprising to see her win it and she won it comfortably but like almost 40 seconds so yeah uh easy win pretty much and then you had tier in seconds so i mean it's tier so what else can you say pretty pretty stand and i mean that's the one notable thing of that performance is that i think we both i think everyone i spoke to watched it said she definitely just messed up her like strategy in that event because I think she went out way too slow in the first round. I know I heard she was struggling with the monkey bars, but she also came off the ski really slow. And then you could tell rounds two and three, she picked it up the pace way more. I think it was the last round she passed a few people. Um, is yeah, um, to finish in second. Is that is that time in brackets her round time? Hmm, that would make I no sense because be. there's no that there's no way she's made up two and a half minutes in the next two rounds there's no no i don't think i don't know what that time is it would make sense but then she's literally halved her she time last on everyone else yeah but that pace makes look. no sense because um, everyone else is three minutes to 350 and she's six yeah. minutes there's no way she went three minutes slow in the first round um yeah, I know. That's what I was even even by. the pace she was going, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I know what you thought out thought of it as an event. Um, I feel they could have done more shoulder overhead with the dumbbell. I think five and five was a bit um, easy, uh, not a waste, but a bit yeah, easy, redundant. I didn't really. There's no separation in it. Everyone was pretty much. The only difference was if you could chuck it straight to your next shoulder and go into the next set or if you had to put it down that's where you maybe lost a bit of time mm. but five and five isn't for these people that's not a lot like they could have done 10 and 10 no. it would have been maybe a bit of a better challenge um but yeah any other notable finishes on that one for the ladies um no i think it was um uh yeah it wasn't six minutes um her actual time was uh, she was fairly close. She was in eighth coming out of the first round. Um, sorry, I just need to check that. <coughs> um, no, I, I think this is where we start to sort of, I, I think the 
thing with rogue is that when you have such a smaller field, everyone's everyone's in touching distance. Like even if you build up a huge lead, it's very easy to lose that lead. Um, so it was sort of you know you had a couple of people starting to starting to pull through, starting to um, solidify the sort of positions they were going to be in for the rest of the weekend. You know those who were able to secure majority of top ten finishes, you're probably going to land in a pretty decent spot. Um, and so you see Emma Lawson, the fifth, fourth, and the ninth. Like that ninth was obviously a little bit of a, ooh, where's she actually going to end up? But, you know, she was able to keep fairly consistent throughout the rest of the weekend um, and eventually landed, like ov- obviously landed on the podium at the end um, and only had one placing outside the top 10. So I, I think it was just sort of understanding what those damage limitations are for people. Um I, I think not having the killer cage be unbroken, which was the intention as well, did have an impact on how you could attack it as an athlete. Like you could take a couple more risks. You could be a little bit more aggressive. Um, I think it would have been interesting to to see people blow up a little bit more and, you know, take the risk that they potentially needed to or didn't need to as well. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. Uh, well, for the men, we had, well, Roman take the win on this one. And then we had uh, Fakowski behind him. We had Velner in third. We had Hopper in fourth. Noah in fifth out of nowhere. Uh, BKG in sixth. And we had Yellow Hoster in seventh. So in that top seven, we basically had, I would argue, four of the best guys on machines um, in that top seven. That being Roman, Fakowski, Hopper and Hoster. Um, and I want, I've gone back and watched it a few times because well, I'll just go back and watch all these events afterwards just to see where all the separation is made like between these elite guys. And the ski pace Roman was going at was ridiculous. He was basically averaging around 27 cows per minute pace um, across every ski he was doing. So he was coming off in like 130 for a 40 cow ski, which is mental. And he held that. Like his, slowest, his last round was sl- the slowest and I was still 140 to do 40 cows. Um, that's uh, so, for, for, for those of you who need a reference point that's about 1600 yeah upper hour yeah. average pace very speedy if and that's just right. consistent yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah it's mental it's absolutely mental as, a, uh, as, as somebody who did the somebody, <laughs> as somebody who did the uh, Sid Origins qualifier <laughs> fairly recently <laughs> And died a death after thirty on thirty off at whatever pace I was, I was holding. <laughs> um, yeah, not. A, <laughs> I'm I'm in awe of that man and his ability to ski. Yeah, and then he and he and and then it's not like he's doing that pace coming off, bending over, hands on knees, taking a taking like big breaths for like twenty seconds. He's straight on the dumbbell, straight into the five reps. Doesn't even drop the dumbbell, straight to the next shoulder, and then runs over to the monkey bar, straight into the monkey. Like that's the thing. It's not just doing that capacity. It's doing that and just continuously working mm. for the whole mm. basically nine minutes so yeah crazy pace well, do, do you remember pace. the what was the what was the acrobike workout from last year was it acrobike uh, cleaning joke or acrobike and thruster acrobike and cleaning joke i think what the final oh oh from last year uh, rogue yeah from last year yeah yeah uh well they had it was two years ago it was uh it was i'm pretty sure it was uh, 20 thrusters at like 50 or 30 thrusters or 20 thrusters and then it was a 20 cow bike sprint 20 thrusters it was like a proper high power output workout i think hopper won that one but that was like two years ago 
Um, there was last year was Echo Bike and DT, which I think Roman won. That was it. Because yeah, yeah. It was it was the interview after that where he they were asking him, oh, well, how did you decide what pace to hold? He was like, oh, I just went at recovery pace. Just like, but I know my recovery pace is higher than everyone else's. <laughs> and it was just like, it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is uh this is Roman's world, and we're just living in it when it involves a machine. Um, yeah. It's mental. But yeah, I think yeah, I think Hopper had Hopper been in that final heat, I would have been interested to see how he was able to push. Yeah. Um. um but yeah. I was, that, like, it was a little just... bit. I was gonna say it was, just, it was just quite a machine biased workout. I feel like obviously you had like Noah sneak in there, so obviously some of the big boys didn't move the dumbbell or the monkey bars as fast. Yeah. But yeah, for the majority, if you just look down the leaderboards, you just got the weaker guys on machines basically near the back end. Would you not expect have expected Pepper to do better? Yeah, I would have. I don't know why he uh, didn't do so good on that one. To be honest with you, but yeah, don't really get it. Yeah. Um, no. But yeah. Uh, cool. All right, we'll go into event four. So event four was the ring muscle up, handstand push up, uh, snatch workout. Uh, this is the one where Ben said, "I wonder if someone does it a minute around." <laughs> I think the fastest time was like fifteen and a half or sixteen and a half minutes or something like that. So yeah, pretty close. <laughs> Only about thirty-two, all right, thirty-five all seconds right, all right. around. <laughs> Um, I'm saying somebody could have done it in a minute. Around. They, <laughs> would, they would have died, but they could have done ben, it. Ben, Matt Fraser's not competing anymore. He's not competing anymore. <laughs> and it's, I'm sad about that every day. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Noah Olsen with the big win on the men's side. The semi-retired man, literally taking a dub against the best in the world. So fair play. They had BKG just behind him, which I mean, that's a pretty good finish for him, considering he basically just did 120 reps at his one rep max from the games this year in the snatch. So, savage. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, obviously Victor Hoffman third, but that's not too surprising. Like the ex-gymnast doing well in a gymnastics event. Um, yeah, and Velner fourth, again, not too surprising. He's ridiculously, for Velner's body proportions, I know he's got the gymnastics background, yeah. but he's just ridiculously good at gymnastics workouts. Like if you watched him move versus Noah, like it was just um, so outrageous how Noah's hands and push-ups were like half the time of Velner's. Um, so for Velner to even keep pace with him for most of it was like impressive enough. Um, but yeah, yeah. I've, I think the the big sort of indicator to me is that in the first couple of rounds of who was going to do well was whoever came off the ring muscle-ups and was able to just go straight into the handstand push-ups. Like that was that was the biggest separator that I think we saw across the whole across the whole event. Um, which uh, for 16 minutes was possibly one of the most boring workouts I've ever watched. Um, <laughs> if like I'm, I'm gonna, like, it was it was dull. It was like I I love CrossFit, but I was like I'm struggling to find things that are enjoyable to see to see in this workout because it's like it's like watching it's like watching people do. You know, I, I think there was enough separation because. You know, you you could sort of see where people were going to land. That it wasn't like Mary, where people are just going at that pace for the whole of the twenty minutes, and and you know people are vying for different for different spots and able to hold on to different paces. It was just, I just found it very very dull. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. 
I know what you mean. It's just it's just going round and round in circles. Um, yeah, it, fe- it felt to... very much like it felt like an old school open workout. Yeah, and it's hard to see the race that, as well, yeah. even though you know there's a yeah. race when they're all at different stages. It's like oh, I just don't know who's in the lead right now. Um, and it's yeah, but yeah, I agree. Like the only separation, yeah, was how fast could you transition from the muscle ups into the handstand push ups? If you watch Noah, he just kicked down straight into them, whereas Inferno would like shake out his arms for about five to ten seconds. And then the snatches, I mean, they're all breaking it anyway, so there wasn't too much like, yeah. difference on that. Just depends if it taxed you a bit more than other, but everyone was doing the muscle ups unbroken, so it didn't really matter too much on the men's side on that front. Um, but yeah, and then on the ladies, uh, let me switch that. We had uh, Tia. I mean, that's not too surprising. I feel like Tia's, pretty, when it comes to this style of gymnastics workout, um, like smaller sets, but still high volume, then with a barbell in yeah. there, I think Tia was always going to do well in this one, if not win, which she did. Um, and then we had and, Emma uh, Carey just I, behind her, which I thought was I think, pretty um, pretty impressive. Yeah, all I was going to say about Tia is that I think she overpaced it from the start, which is exactly what she needed to do. Like, she was like, like I think if you look at her round splits, they were all fairly consistent throughout. Um, and she was breaking them up into, you know, the snatches into threes from the start, into three sets from the start. And that was like exactly what you needed to do to just manage the fatigue throughout. Um, whereas you had people who were like, okay, well, I can't make up time on the gymnastics, so I need to make up time on the barbell. I need to push the pace here. Like, not realizing there's a degree interference between the two right yeah um and if you watch Tia's snatches i know it's light so you can change your grip but she was definitely of the top people she was definitely um really manipulating her techniques she was grabbing it way narrower almost like Mm. between your clean and a snatch grip so pretty narrow and then she was basically just muscling it up um yeah so just little things Obviously, she's strong enough to do that as well. Um, mm. But it saves a bit of time. Uh, any other notables in that event? Anyone that surprised you? Um, I mean, Laura, um, I feel like I know her hands and push-ups aren't amazing. But for the with yeah. it just being normal kipping, I thought she would have um, finished a bit higher than that. Mm. I was thinking at least top 10. So for, for 14th, wasn't the best. Um, so clearly she's still just that's still just a issue for her but yeah I'm sure she's working on it so um i was surprised by man and coming in fourth yeah uh you, you know she, she obviously came through the qualifier for this i think if memory serves did she did she qualify um from the games hmm. i don't know i do not know either way like quite impressive from her um yeah, she was thirty. Yeah, she was thirty fifth at the game, so she yeah she did the qualifier and came through that way. Um, so yeah, I I wasn't expecting her to have that density, but I I think given the fact she's a little bit more of an open athlete, um, you know, a qualifier like good at qualifiers and like not necessarily good out in the field. Um, I'd say it's a pretty strong finish from her, um, and it fits that type of workout as well. Yeah. Cool. All right, we'll do event five. So, event five was um, the duel. 
So the dual Talk, talking of dull events to watch. Yeah, this was the worst. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. But both the, the next two back to back were. This is what made me just want to quit CrossFit at this point. To be honest with you, um, the dual three we had. We we nearly signed up for a pairs high rocks competition in the middle of this. <laughs> we should do that. That'd be quite good content. Um... <laughs> no, it would not. <laughs> no, um... it would not. <laughs> If you enjoy me doing 8k for time while you do all the implements, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh dear. Um, we had the deal three, so it was up and over. Well, it was actually up, so up, under, up on the logs. Um, and then just a little run to the sandbags and three sandbags into the most irrelevant implement I've ever seen used in a crossword competition. They could have just chucked over a line um what a waste of money and space and just i don't know what the point of that bin was um I, uh, right i'll i'll defend rogue here and hope <laughs> that they send me some kit um <laughs> yeah uh i i think uh it was used it was used in the strongman things as well like i i enjoyed seeing that there it was a clear i think the strongman you you need that sort of delineator um and so using it on both sides, I, th- I think was something that was quite, you know, interesting. Uh, could they have spent the money on waterproofing the whole of the event? Yeah, probably. Would that have been a better use of money? Yeah, probably. But, you know, they're an equipment company. And and this is like, uh, this is the sort of what it, what I really felt throughout this whole weekend is that more so than ever, this felt like a rogue marketing spend right it felt like they were hey look we make great equipment we can do great things and showcase great things let's showcase that for you like and and here are things that we can do to try and fit in different types of equipment etc yeah i mean it's i think it's always it's always been a marketing like just showcase basically of row kit but i just thought that whatever they call it what do they call it um oh, the teeter the teeter toll whatever it was yeah yeah uh what a waste <laughs> it literally didn't do anything uh, it was so pointless it was just i don't know what was like what it, uh, what even was that um but yeah i mean obviously i don't know about you but most surprising was uh i feel like danny spiegel i know it was heavy sandbags but the pace she was moving up and over those logs was i thought really surprising I thought it was really impressive. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know you'd be able to move like that well, to be honest. So I was like, fair play. Well, yeah, I, I was trying to I was trying to look back to find um like workouts that she's done that are, you know, um sprint type workouts. And I've just I couldn't find anything that sort of aligns with that from, you know, previous games or, or what have you. Um but yeah, it was uh yeah, it was re- really impressive. I think I obviously she because she did Titan, is that what it was called? Titan yeah. Fitness Games? No, not Titan Fitness Games. No, it wasn't. Whatever, fitness, whatever the thing was. It was, was literally just called the Titan Games, I think. Titan Games, yeah. Whatever, like the thing that Matt Chan won and she won as well. And so that sort of athleticism like does carry over to it as well. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm j- I'm on her uh, games profile. Do you want to guess what her friend time is? Um, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know. Two minutes flat. I don't uh, know. Six minutes thirty. Um, 
<laughs> okay. I enjoy that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, obviously, it isn't two minutes. Uh, it isn't six minutes thirty. Uh, her grace is two ten as well. Um, but yeah, she she I was able to sort of take advantage of it. Um, and yeah, just the way that this event is set up. The long, long, long resets in between the uh, the lack of legless rope climb, which meant that there was less of an execution piece. Um, and on the topic of rogue, just surely all you have to do is just put like some perspex above the rig, right? I'm not. I'm not being mad here. Like that's all. That's all you have to do to to stop rain coming in. You just need to put a roof on it, right? And and then, and then you can use everything, and it's not a problem because the the ropes will stay dry. Is that? Am I? If it rains sideways, I, like, then, then that's not what is it? I'm, I mean, I mean, come on. This is this isn't like this isn't flooding in the north of England. Where sorry, I was a a very niche reference to. Uh, Therese Coffey, the environment minister, saying that the rain came from the other way, so we didn't know how to deal with it from a flooding standpoint. <laughs> I was like, what on earth is going Anyway, I'll save that for our political podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, that's what... So so they, they said they knew about the rain from, from the start, right? From the start of the week, and they had contingency plans. Like, surely contingency plans shouldn't just be, yeah, we'll take out a movement and not replace it with anything. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just, uh, they're pro- pretty much stuck because they obviously, well, they're taking out a pulling movement and there's like, what else can we add into here, really? Obviously, they do, mm. they did change that in the, um, later on in the pegboard event that ended up being handstand walk. Um, but yeah, I know. But heck, point. like, put, put, a, put a sled pull on there. Like, if it's athlete safety you're worried about, like, just, yeah. like, you have to sprint down, you have to pick up the rope, you have to drag a sled. They can't do that, right, Ben. They spent all the, the they spent all the money on the teeter tot. They can't they can't afford to do that. <laughs> you don't see how cool that teeter tot thing was. <laughs> oh dear! They literally bankrupt themselves yeah. for that. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, had Laura finished the second. Like November. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is where the, the big swings happened. So obviously in the previous event, Laura came fourteenth, tier one, and then basically a flip flop. Tier uh, came twelfth, I think, in this one. And mm-hmm. um, Laura came second. So pretty much, again, back to almost all square on those two events back to back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, people saying like Tia, oh, she would have done better if she didn't have the buy. I was like, well, she could have done worse if she didn't have the buy. If she goes, well, if they're all 20 go and she does oh, the same execution, yeah. she might finish even worse. So um, um, would she have? Would she get well, they don't. Yeah, but they don't reset. I don't know how they do the times because how can you... Um, rank someone in order if you didn't even get to do the first heat, if that makes sense. Because yeah, the time she reset. But her first time... So it looks like they've got the times that they completed. So the bottom five. So Karen Freyover got 34.45. Bethany Flores got 32.38. Karen Milligan got 30.78. And Shelby Neal got 30.55. Um, and then Tia got 27.43. I know I get that, but how do they uh, would they rank it then? Because obviously uh, they don't even get to do the first heat. So if what happens if their time was worse, 
than someone who came in the bottom five, how they then rank that leaderboard. Oh, yeah. So even does that make sense? So I yeah, yeah, yeah. They... But, but I'm I'm saying that it wasn't in this instance. Yeah, well, because the time is faster. Yeah, but it's just weird. It's but they've but it's worked out that way. So they've definitely ordered them. But what yeah, happens yeah. is, let's say if Tia came did it in like forty seconds, but she was already yeah. in the top fifteen, and someone who came nineteenth <laughs> did it in thirty five seconds, mm-hmm. would they then rank her above it? They wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to do that because mm-hmm. she's wrote that bottom five not in it so does that make sense um yeah yeah, i don't really um but yeah that's only a bit and yeah also just yeah the watchability of that event was just so bad it's like how long i don't know i need to go back and actually the total viewing time compared to the actual world was like dude it was like four hours it's like five hours or something stupid to what to what watch how many heats was it five six heats per division so like 12 heats in total And it was like the heat's what twenty seconds. Um, yeah, long. What so time? Long. What time was this on? It was started. This... this this started exactly the same time as when the uh, Rugby World Cup final started, and they weren't even through like five heats by the time the final finished or something like that. It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, mental. the Rugby World Cup final was a much better watch. Um, depending on your allegiance, out the boys in green and gold. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then for the men's for the side, men. we uh, yeah, uh, who actually won this one? Oh yeah, Hopper. Hopper won this one. Um, yeah, Hopper Fakowski, little duel at the end. There it was a good race. Um, yeah, it was. It was interesting. It's quite like this one. It's almost like the people who move the sandbag the best. Uh, took advantage of it like obviously Hopper and Fikowski were the top two in the sandbag event from the games two years ago uh Venom did all right Travis Mayer's a pretty good mover of a sandbag obviously Yella Hoster probably got um you know better brute strength in terms of that style rather than you know barbell um and then Dallin Pepper as your top six so um I mean same for Hopper I know he's a like he's got athletic backgrounds with his football um, but he moved again really fast um, to the bags, which was quite impressive for how big he is. Um, and Fakowski, to be fair, he's a, he's, a, he, he's an athlete, mate. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. <laughs> walked walked on at Clemson, <laughs> and then walked off. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, anything notable from that event? No, I was, I was very very much done with it. Yeah, I mean Jeff Adler, not the best finish. Like it was, um, it was such a. I th- I think taking out a legless rope. Gone. Yeah, eleventh. Like not great from him. Worst finish over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean Roman, a thirteenth as well. Basically, those two middle finishes, fifteenth, thirteenth, were not uh not the ones for him. Yeah, I need to go back and watch Roman. Because I have a feeling that he may have been protecting his ankle a little bit. Do you think? I don't know. I feel like the fifteenth from the well, ring muscle up one is. I don't know if that's even surprising because we thought he, he no. wasn't good at muscle ups, and then he did well in the muscle up one from. Uh, <laughs> well, he was. He did became whatever second or third at the games. Um, yeah, but that's then, like like there's there's a difference between being good at something in isolation than good at something when it's compounded by something where it's combined with yeah. what your weakness is, right? Yeah. So, 
uh, Krennikov being good at ring muscle ups in isolation with like a sandbag carry, it's completely different than being good at it with handstand push ups. I think the handstand push ups are like the the biggest stumbling block for him there. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, the thirteenth wasn't great. Uh, as someone said, he's just having he was just having no. flashbacks to the last time he stepped over a log in competition. So he had to uh, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> <laughs> dealing with the PTSD of it slow and steady oh, okay. uh, but yeah <laughs> that was event 5 alright event 6 we had the next most boring event uh, the Walmart Max deadlift um, and it was just even more boring than they could have made it just a straight up barbell not even any cool implement and yeah it took again like what 2 hours something just to get through I you know, I went ladder. to bed and watched it the next morning in about three minutes. Yeah. I cycled through. I saw where the important people got stuck. I was like, oh, nope, he wasn't strong enough to lift that. <laughs> I, I, I think that's the thing, right? There's no technique with it. Oh, well, there, yes, there is some technique with it. Whoa. But, I'd say, <laughs> but I, uh, like, you, you're not going to like it's it's not like you it's not like an olympic lift where there's a degree of technique where how you're missing it is dependent on something else aside from you know just a lack of strength but yeah no it was yeah yeah it was so dull so (laughs) dull um yeah it was so boring and we Uh, we didn't even get the um because they did the they did the tie break beforehand right which mm. is a jerry can carry. Yeah. And like that like we didn't even get to see that. I know. <laughs> like 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 give us a degree of excitement aside from whether somebody can pick a bar up or not. I know. Um and, and, yeah. like they're just Yeah, very boring. Um Channel Smith won shock for the men. That's the thing also it was the most boring event and also leading to the, probably the most like well-known outcome of all the events that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could pretty yeah. much guess who was going to do well in this one. Yeah. Um, but only for the men, probably the most surprising was a uh, Jay Crouch, fifth place. That's big. Yeah, that's him. mad. That's really um, big. Out of all the people, like he's not a big, big guy. So that was pretty impressive. Um, and I think you'd have expected Adler to do better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um. Well, apart from that, nothing too crazy. I mean, he had Hoffo didn't even like attempt the first bar. Well, he fake attempted it. <laughs> he uh, pretended to lift it and then just walked off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I, there's not really much to say. It was a boring event. Pretty much got the winners you expected. Um, don't really know what else to say about that one. <laughs> On to the women. Uh, exactly the same. <laughs> Daddy Spiegel didn't win a strength no, event, think- though. Actually, Alex Kazan uh, to win it. I know she's really strong, but I thought I think most people thought Danny was probably going to win it. Um, yeah, so fair yeah. play to Alex. Um, and Tia lifting yeah. four hundred pounds beltless. Yeah, savage. Um, That's yeah. That was that was what was really really impressive with this. I think. Yeah, but again, that like top four, not too surprising. Um, I mean, Laura Fisher, not a bad finish, eighth. I mean, she probably had the most surprising competition out of everyone. Um, I'd argue. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but yeah, you say that just... it, it it went downhill from the deadlift onwards. It did. It but... did. 
Um, but yeah, that's, I don't know what else to say about this event. It was dull. So there you go. On to event seven. <laughs> event seven. Uh, okay, event seven, we had the like chipper for the week. So it was um, some cows on the Echo bike into, um, it was basically like dumbbell clean jerks uh, with these new like fat bell things. So like your hands sort of in, like it's almost like a kettlebell, but your hands are in the kettlebell. That's where the handle is. And then it was like clean jerks of those. And then it was into lunges. They did lunge on the spot for safety because of the rain. And then they went for a run up the hill. Uh, oh no, they dragged the bag up the hill, sorry. And then they uh, slid back down the hill, ran back, and then did the lunges, did the uh, ground to overhead, and then did the bike. And that was it. So, um, I mean, quite a power output chipper, even though it's obviously a slightly longer duration. I feel like people who could move a machine well, move, you know, moderate to heavy weight well, with a, you know, that was a correlation in where you finished. So obviously you had Lauren first, Gabby second, Alex Gazan in third, Emma Carey in fourth, and Tia in fifth. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, not too surprising seeing Laura take the win in this one. That's like pretty much her bread and butter style of event, really. Um, just steady power output, moderate load, bit of machine, nothing too crazy. Um, yeah, she looked absolutely yeah. cooked at the end of this, though. Yeah. <laughs> they all looked I... absolutely done yeah i think it's finishing as i say like if you want to make a machine count in a workout put it at the end then you'll see them yeah. actually push and it's going to yeah. hit way worse than if you put it in the middle of the event where everyone just coast it so it actually matters yeah emma emma carry on that note absolutely murdered that final bike and yeah i like I, she's that type of athlete who can just like she knows what she needs to do she'll just like she can switch off and just do it um and that was so impressive because i think she she definitely overtook tia she may have overtaken Emily Rolfe as well on it. Um, mm. But yeah, she was playing playing hard catch up with Alex Kazan and a couple of others. Um, so that was like, that was pretty cool to watch. Yeah. And talk about like, you know, like events that show like correlation that you could pick one event that would show a like correlation for the yeah. whole weekend. Um, I feel like this is the event for the ladies. If you look at first down to seventh, that pretty much included the top, uh, I think, five. Or top six overall finishes from the ladies in that top seven from that event and in pretty similar order. So it's just, just an interesting note on uh, the type of characteristic tested in that event and just in reference to like, the overall leaderboards by the end of the competition. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything else too crazy to note on that event. Uh, I feel like Paige Powers um, wasn't a great finish. I don't know what she didn't have a great competition in general. I know like she did really well at Waterpalooza, um, obviously last year. I think people thought she'd push on from there. I can't remember where she finished at the games. Um, but yeah, okay. I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, so that's a solid finish. And yeah, I don't know, just uh, didn't really have any amazing finish. She had a third in the next event, but apart from that, everything else was pretty much around Mid. the 15 yeah. mark. So um a bit surprising from her but yeah that was a uh, event seven for the ladies uh let's look at the men do, 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 do. right so we had um we had that and pepper <laughs> now this, this one is, <laughs> this is more of a machine like this top three top three guys are machines right top four pepper, 
Yeah, Pepper, Krennikov, Hopper, and Hoster. Yeah. Um, yeah, H- Hoster, even though it's a, like Hoster and absolutely sent that final bike as well. I was like, that was what I was looking for. I was looking for somebody to like sort of coast the first 15 to 20 and then send, or I say not coast, but go hard and then go even harder on that last 15 to 10 because that's how you could like make a huge gap. And that's what he was able to do. Um, got past Ricky, got past Jeff as well, mm. um, which was yeah, really, really impressive. Yeah, um, I'd be interested because I don't think um, was Dallin. Dallin wasn't in the same heat as Roman in that uh, no. event at that point. So um, we'd be interested to see if they were going head to head in that one. Uh, see if the result yeah. ended up a bit different. They're only four seconds apart, so don't know. Roman might might have had him if they were neck and neck. Um, but yeah, pretty much just straight out power output, and then obviously the clean jerks. I think that's where Roman made up more of his time as well. If you yeah. watch everyone else, they were going uh, between the legs and just a slightly slower cycle speed, whereas he was going outside the legs, basically just strict curling them up and then just pressing them out. Um, but yeah, he's just uh, he's a beast at that type of stuff, and he enjoyed uh, his little slides down the hill, which is quite cute. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, event. Oh, my, it's just got a connection error. I've just lost my leaderboard. Oh no. <laughs> uh, dear, what's going on? Have you completed? Do you want me to? Event eight was the. Uh, I've now lost it. <laughs> oh, I just come up. It's come up. Uh, so event eight was the okay. box jumps. Handsome walk and then basically like a little run, like an active recovery, little shuffle. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even call it a run. It was literally like a 25 foot run to a cone and back. Um, but yeah, it was changed from there's supposed to be pegboard instead of the handstand walk. But I thought it was quite good. Like, I, if rain or not, it should have been a handstand walk instead of a pegboard. They've already done quite a lot of upper pulling, there's not a lot of yeah. inversion. So, and they've never done handstand walk ever at Rogue. I think apparently it's because Josh Bridges doesn't believe it's functional, so he never puts it in. Um, he just like hates handstand walk, and obviously he programs Rogue. So um, me and uh, me and for aligned on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so box jump again. There's only five reps. I think it was five reps. It was like five rounds, and it was into the 50 foot handstand walk, little shuffle out, shuffle back, 50 foot handstand walk, back to your box. Um, but yeah, this is uh, Victor Hoffer's win. So, handsome walk event pretty much was like the main factor, and yeah, took the win. Uh, followed by Tudor Magda, who's probably got the fastest handsome walk out of the men's field. Mm-hmm. Like his pace, That's, I went back and watched that again just to see because Tudor they were in the same heat, and he's moving way faster than Hoffa does on yeah, the actual walk. Hoffa. And with yeah, that yeah. being the main factor, yeah. you would think Tudor actually would have won. But then you look at the transitions; Hoffa's just running between his transitions and box jumping a bit yeah. faster. So that's where he made up his time with him. Uh, but yeah, Tudor Magda's cycle speed on the handstand walk is pretty impressive. Um, mm. Yeah, Jay Crouch, again, pretty solid finish. Um, and then Dallin Pepper, that was a pretty good finish as well. Wouldn't expect to see him Yeah, I was surprised there. by that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think what we're seeing there, so obviously he came first in event seven, fourth in event eight, and spoiler, uh, he came third in event nine. Um, like he, And he showed this at the games last year as well, or this year. He's just able to close out competitions really, really well, um, which is like it's it's impressive. 
but I, I like I don't know like where where was this the rest of the <laughs> the rest of the weekend you know like does he have to wait for everyone else to be absolutely shattered before he can like start to make his move like no he probably needs to start making his move a little bit earlier um or I don't know like maybe he like was a little bit ill coming into it and then was able to sort himself out afterwards but <clears throat> yeah um yeah any other notables in that I mean Velna wasn't the best finish I feel like a tenth. I think it's better than that. I think they've got a bit of finish in that event. Um, yeah, like I think Valner definitely coasted, like in contrast to Pepper, like definitely coasted the final three, like a ninth, a tenth, and a tenth. Yeah. Uh, I know he had a big lead going into the final day. Um, but yeah, he just didn't seem to push that hard. Compared well, to you say else. that, I think you know, in I've... the chipper one, he was actually quite close to Roman. During yes. most of the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know what yeah. happened to him, but on the last set of the clean and jerks into the bike, he yeah, lost he like three spots, lead. three or four spots. Yeah. I was like, what you did? Like, he's so, I can't say he's so bad at closing events because he does well and wins competitions and like obviously won this one and has obviously had a great career. But sometimes, see, I don't know what he just, uh, when it's close at the line, he sometimes just throws away like three or four spots. And it's like, I just, what are you doing? Um, so yeah. uh, on event seven as an example you know he goes five seconds there was a clump of guys from adler and sixth in that event at 950 down to pat at 955 he comes six seconds ahead like he's got he's got that extra 20 point gap exactly That's the what same I mean. thing happened yeah. On a, yeah exactly the same on event eight as well um up to seventh 744 he was on 748 you know, so an extra, like, he saves five seconds somewhere in the world, and he gets an, an extra four spots, and it's a much more comfortable end to the weekend. So that yeah. collective, like, ten seconds like could have been, and we'll come on to it in a little bit, <clears throat> could have been, like, really, really big. Because um, I know he always talks about, like, hey, you know, I tend to get better as the competitions go on. Um, I think he may have been beat down quite a lot by... <laughs> By what had happened up to that point uh yeah go, go back and watch those cleaning jerks because he looked absolutely absolutely done <laughs> on them yeah um cool all right and then for the ladies uh we had obviously daniel brandon take the win not too surprising on a handstand walk biased event she's definitely far i didn't away. know she was competing this weekend <laughs> first i saw of her <laughs> Um, but yeah, took to the win, not too surprising. And then I thought it was really surprising. Tier in second, like obviously, I know she's tier, but yeah. her handstand walk has never been that good. Um, no. throwback to 2020 game, she came dead last in a five man field. Okay, saying that yeah. the other four ladies were some of the best in CrossFit yeah. at handstand walking, but she still got absolutely demolished by them in that event. And I think if you go back to 2019, uh, second cup that workout with the, the sprint chipper kettlebell wheels like 800 meter row some weird like 66 kettlebell shots overhead into like 100 like 32 ish mm. foot of lunge, uh of handstand walking i think she didn't do great in that event either like she had like a middle of the pack finish so i never thought handstand walk was that amazing so i think i actually messaged you ben like when they changed it and it was handstand walk i was like oh this is tier might lose some points here and then within the first round she was like had a strong lead i was like oh uh she might she might have got a bit better I think um, uh, the, the sim similar thing you said with Hoffer, where yes, her handstand walk speed may not have been the fastest, but she was able to push the pace a lot more. 
um like like watching her basically like not control coming down off the box jumps like i don't do that off a 24 inch box jump let alone a 32 like i was i was not comfortable watching that i was like you're gonna blow an achilles and yeah and this explains a lot of my approach to crossfit which is overly cautious as opposed to uh anything else i am adverse to risk taking but anyway <laughs> less about me more about tia uh yeah so it was really impressive to watch her like you know uh come in and just execute that and and i think what showed was her overall fitness in this like yes she's good at handstand walks but she's really really good at handstand walks under fatigue compared to everyone else and she was able to come in like absolutely smash it um and that was really really impressive yeah, and then we had, uh, well, obviously this is the main storyline. We had Laura finish in fifth in that event. So that ended up basically flipping the leaderboard. So all square going into the uh, the final event. So big drama lining up Dude, between those two. 0. 0.2 seconds. Yeah, if you go oh, back and watch. Yeah, if you go, I watched it this morning, but she... Uh, she was even like she was like five meters behind. She made up five meters of uh, distance in their last whatever that was, the last thirty meter sprint from the boxes to the finish line. It's actually mental. Like Emma Carey's just in front of her, and then Laura literally just closes in on her and beat. Yeah, it was mental. Um, and, yeah. So and Emma Carey was just ahead of Tia in the previous event on the bike, mm. I think. So she played a role yeah. in both of those uh, situations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mental. All right, final event. We had obviously um it was like double unders and then a variety of cleans into squat cleans into clean jerks. Basically three rounds of like what was it twenty-five dubs, uh, power cleans and two rounds of dubs and squat cleans and then one round of dubs and um clean jerks. So yeah, on the women's side, this was this was the big moment. Uh head to head. Winner takes all. Uh, would we see, you know, undefeated Tia take her first loss in like six years? Um, or would, uh, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, Laura, the race was crazy. I thought, like, it was just, um, like, it's just almost perfect execution. Um, Laura had like one trip and a dubs, but apart from that, like, the speed they're going with, I'd like, anyone listening to this go do that workout the same way and you're not beating them like there's just uh the speed they're going at as we did like on for quick singles as well um i don't think people understand that cycle speed how fast that is um obviously like for a strong guy you could do touch and go but then you might not be fit enough to uh keep up that pace nope. for multiple rounds um yeah. yeah i was just yeah crazy and yeah for I don't know, you might win, be all, you might be all right at that if there's not ring muscle ups dubs. to start there's no old dubs <laughs> mate sets of 25 is my jam sets of 100 no <laughs> sets of 25 is my jam still breaks on the set of 10 no tripping i just actively break um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i saw tudor madda tudor madda did that for the men he was actively breaking the dubs <laughs> my god was blowing <laughs> I was like, I've been there. Don't worry. <laughs> um, Jeez. Yeah. But yeah, Laura, big um, win. Um, I yeah. thought like you could see like Tia's soul left her body when her she missed that jerk. And she's like, oh, I've literally just yeah. lost this. Um, 
but yeah, it was very satisfying. But I, I think it was like there was a, there was like a small smile on her face at that point. She was like, ah, I'm, <laughs> I'm there right here. Yeah, I know what I've done. Well, I think uh, I think it was pretty much really regarding a mistake from Laura. It was pretty much done within the first round of the squat cleans. Laura mm. had like a full rep ahead of her, and it was like unless Laura mm. really some for some reason threw it away, <clears throat> uh, she pretty much had it done. But the pace she mm. was going at um, tier was it looked more like um, I think I don't know who said it. It was on one of the podcasts. Basically, said it looks like Laura basically dictated the pace, even though Tia was keeping yeah. up with her. Yeah. And if Laura really wanted to, she could have probably even like pushed it if she really had to whereas Tia was hanging on yeah. for dear life just to keep up with her and also yeah. apparently it was supposed to be a heavier event apparently they, they changed mm. the weights but it was meant to be heavier and I think that would have favoured Laura even more to be honest so um, yeah, yeah no, either way you look so. at it I think Laura regard like if she the only reason the only way she was going to lose that event was like an execution error and she pretty much mm. executed it flawlessly and under that pressure like that's just so like so impressive like I don't know how she must have been feeling like just the 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 pressure and the nerves you're literally walking out you're tied with arguably you know one of the best crossfitters ever to do it and you got a chance to beat her and everyone's saying you didn't you only won the games because she wasn't there and like just everything that was part of it and then to basically go next to her head to head and take her down on it that just must have been such a satisfying feeling um but yeah pretty crazy yeah on on that note because I, I I alluded to it at the start, where Laura came out after and just said like, "Yeah, I feel this is a real vindication." Like everyone said, I didn't deserve to win the games. It was I only won because Tia wasn't there, and I've come here and beaten her. And I was like, I think you could have kept that one to yourself. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> you needed to say that. I think she had a great opportunity there to say hey like what a crazy push i've had this weekend that was insane from a woman who is five months postpartum or whatever it is that was that was brilliant and like had the opportunity to speak to the positive side of it um as opposed to just saying what i think she probably would say in private if that makes sense um if, I know you're saying, I was, but I, I yeah. don't know. We need some shit talking CrossFit and we can't keep yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know, when they no, talk I know. about. Like, I thought it was fine. No, I don't, no, no. I, but, yeah. but, but I'd also say, I don't want to, I don't want to give Tia fuel. I don't, yeah, I don't want to lie. Let's that be honest, fire. Tia's going to probably win the games by like a million points. I don't think, like, even though Laura won this event uh, next year, assuming hands and push ups come up. Laura's going to take a 30th and Tia's probably going to win the event and that's going to be enough points buffer for her to see out the whole competition. Um, and Tia's, yeah, going to just get fitter anyway. So I don't think this shows that Laura's going to beat Tia at the games, to be honest with you. I think Tia probably still wins by like 80 plus points. Like she'll probably go into the last yeah. event with a massive yeah. buffer as usual. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I know people got, she got, I, I feel like whatever Laura said was absolutely fine. I was like, yeah, fair. Um, oh no, no 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 i i don't see anything wrong with it i think from a communication standpoint of managing her image and you just need to go to the rogue invitational instagram post and look at look at all the comments underneath it of which are uh overly negative to say the least um i yeah, that's crossfit uh, much, like, 
yeah exactly like people crawl out of the woodwork and you know say all these negative things but tia tia had a huge number of fans this weekend who were rooting for her to come back and absolutely put on a put on a show and she did just that like tia yeah. tia i know laura won but tia won with what she needed to do this weekend as well i think yeah yeah obviously yeah don't get me wrong what tia did was like crazy to come back obviously after having your kids like literally five months later and almost win a competition against the best women in the world at the sport you do is mental um i mean there's probably other factors in there like yeah. i know she has come back five months later but it's not like she wasn't training like even when she was fully pregnant she was still training like doing the open yeah. it's not like she sat on her butt and yeah. didn't do anything for a year straight i can assure you once she had a kid i feel like she was like straight back to it um but yeah it's still absolutely mental to almost and really like if you, the one event that cost her was pretty much the duel if she yeah. executes a bit better she makes up a prop she i think tier normal tier probably like takes top five in that event she just executes a bit better and there's no, there's no reason she yeah but we've even done that in this event um so she pretty much was very close to winning the whole thing uh sort of head-to-head so. heat style execution workouts we've seen we've seen tier not do well in the past as well yeah showing out the crossover uh, a potential orders. chink in the armor yeah yeah um like it's, it's a potential chink in the armor right is kind of how i'm viewing it yeah. um which is you know and sort of like the first round of that uh ski erg double shot ahead monkey bar workout so like sometimes she needs yeah. to get a feel yeah. for the workout before she can really start yeah, pushing yeah. into it um but look, yeah, but, you know, proven, proven. Don't have any other athletes to focus on now, so they can really iron out uh, <laughs> exactly tears, all, all tears weaknesses. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel yeah, like the, whatever Laura, what Laura said in the interview was fine. I think people need to just enjoy some drama and CrossFit for once, and not just shit on people because the sport's pretty boring and cringe enough sometimes. So um, let's get some drama going. Um, but yeah, we shall see. We, you, yeah, I, I think the like we may as well just like do a little rundown of the rest of the leaderboard as well. Um, yeah, we even talk about the men. The women. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. So, right. oh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about the men. Talk oh, about the men. I'll just well. Uh, what was it the final event um, for the men? Obviously, Patsy Vellner almost threw it away. Tell you, man, that it. that money that money bar is not good for him. That money bar does <laughs> bad things to Pat Velder overhead. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, Heart uh, throat moment. You see if Barbell Spin put out a stat nine seconds slower, he would have lost. So um yeah, crazy. Mental. He had like I think mathematically he had to finish well if Jeff had won, he had to finish no worse than like thirteenth or something. And Jeff won and he came like tenth. So he cut it quite fine. Um but yeah. Uh, Jeff won that final event, absolutely smashed it. I mean, it's not too surprising if you look back at um, oh, this is ages ago now, but that open workout with all the clean and jerks at the increasing weight with the pistols and the box jumps. I think didn't he beat everyone's time by like two minutes or mm. something? Mm. It was somehow it was like one of the most um, biggest like open yeah. um, workout yeah, yeah. wins ever. So he moves a barbell at moderate to heavy load very well when it comes to like barbell cycling. So not too surprising to see him take that win on that event. And then we had um, Roman in second, which I mean is, I think, a bit surprising. I feel like for that type of event. Um, 
And obviously, I can see you laughing because obviously Mr. Fakowski was right there once again. He was actually ahead of Roman until the last five reps. If you go back and watch it, uh, Fakowski's a rep ahead of Roman the whole workout until the last uh, five clean jerks. And for some reason, Fakowski decides it's a good idea to start split jerking <laughs> 100 kg on a clean and jerk barbell cycling workout. And Roman just power, power clean and jerking them and then, uh, yeah, passes him. I was like, oh, that's tough to see. <laughs> Um, that was uh, given the number of times now that we've seen like and he he acknowledged it himself like i don't know if he saw his instagram post talking about it where he was like uh yeah uh this like fourth again like this isn't good <laughs> I, <laughs> I i don't feel good after this um, well, my guy's been what through, so what was it uh 2018 he came tied third of hoberg and then obviously lost on a tie break because he came fourth that year even yeah. though he was tied yeah. third um and then obviously dubai last year um he went from first to third just from failing the last lunge on the last workout um and not even like yeah. the last lunch like yeah. the last yeah. Yeah. what two inches of his step like he brought the dumbbells down to his shoulders before he just fully locked out the lunge um this year at the games yeah. he again was like a few seconds short of getting a third um and then obviously a rogue this time he's tied thirds and then lost on a tie break my guy just i don't know what he does like him and velna have like a tendency just to just make silly mistakes at the wrong moment sometimes um it's very frustrating um but hey it keeps it exciting yeah. that's that's why we're all fans of them <laughs> uh he said adding yet another invisible fourth place medal to the trophy case is not the best <laughs> feeling i'll be honest <laughs> and then uh, uh velner's commented the universo's brent fakowski one like yeah i think i think it does um, um but yeah and actually it's 2016 as well when velna came third i think he lost to velna by literally like four or five points and came fourth at that games yeah. as well yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's just there's been a multiple, multiple times he's uh, come up just short, and also if you know his backstory, I think he missed out from making to the games from regionals like twice so by times. within like five points as well. So it was more Kaskis, um, of all the men to face adversity in their career when it comes to like just missing out, he's definitely at the top. I feel like, um, yeah, tough break for him. Uh, we had Dan and Pepper, good finish, third place in that one. As you said, like a crazy good finish to his final day. Um, jumped him way up the leaderboard and ended up finishing eighth overall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty good for him. Um, any notables in that one? I feel like Hopper, that's not like he had a, two very poor finishes to finish the competition. Back to back, 13th. Yeah, I, th I think, I think you... Yeah. Yeah, you you messaged me saying like, "Hey, could, like, do, do you think Hopper can like make a podium push?" And I and I looked at that final workout, and he's a big guy, he's a strong guy, right? So you think he'd be able to tolerate the volume? And I, I, but looking at him, I was like, "No, like, like he he's, he doesn't scream that kind of athlete to me." Yeah, I was like, well, I think nah, I said, he doesn't. He doesn't, gonna... um, he doesn't move with um, what's the word? Um, like, um, not intensity. Intent, uh, um, purpose, intent. That's it. Yeah, with purpose. So, like, if you compare him to Fakowski, yeah, Fakowski is going to be really meticulous, um, really calculated in the way he steps to the bar, the way mm. he's moving the bar, like mm. his timing between reps. Whereas Hopper's more, I feel like, just go with the flow, and yeah, a bit more mm. lackadaisical with the way he um, moves through a workout, basically. And that's the way you lose time. So, I think John Nunn mm. said it on 
the podcast he said like if you look at some of hopper's times he's like just a bad version of Fakowski. there's some events where they both do badly in but because Fakowski brings more intent and planning to his workouts he's always finishing like five spots higher and there's no reason mm. hopper can't do that mm. either and hopper's stronger than Fakowski. so hopper's already got yeah. the the yeah. hole that Fakowski's always working on so if Hobbit mm. can put it together in terms of more like, you know, the way he approaches a workout, there's no reason he can't be top three. And here we go again, talking talking him into a top three of the games. <laughs> um but yeah. So. Yeah, I won't I, I won't I, we won't rehash the interview that he uh <laughs> gave talking about no, he just wants to be, he just wants to be with his friends he just wants to live his life we all just <laughs> want to be with our friends but sometimes like achieving a bigger goal is kind of a better like longer term thing to to feel right so, yeah a... um but hey he still takes seventh against the best men so. in the world so maybe he's got a point maybe he just needs to uh chill out a bit more not everyone not everyone can have beat Dallin, Fraser, which i imagine is yeah no 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 and and i think that was the so for, for those who haven't listened to it, he, he's talking about the fact that uh, he's left um, living up in Vermont at HWPOHQ because I think he realized that the expectations and the pressure of having to do everything perfectly the way Matt did it just didn't work for him. And I think that's that there's a huge realization there in like in terms of like more broadly as, as to how how you do everything right it. applying a huge amount of mental pressure to yourself like is never going to elicit like the most positive results in, in in all instances so you look at someone like fraser who like was meticulous and was able to do that and was was able to put that pressure on himself like not everyone's got that in their locker to be able to do like some people need to have that break <coughs> excuse me some people need to have that space um and i think uh, I wanted to pivot to talk a little bit about Emma Lawson, who had an absolutely incredible competition, like back-to-back podiums. It's <laughs> kind of like in in the two biggest events of the year, like, and she's still only twenty. She is. Yep. She, I'm excited for what I think next year will not just be a two-horse race between Laura and Tia, but a three-horse race. And who knows what Mal's up to and, and what she's doing. But, you know, if she comes into it as well, I think, you know, it makes a much more even playing field. And I think this is the thing that you look at. If you look at the men's top uh, top four, so you had Fikowski on 6'10", Roman on 6'10", Jeff on 6'40", and Pat on 6'60". You look at the women, you had Laura on 7'80", Tia on 7'70", then Emma on 6'50", and Gabby on 6'30". Like there is there is a gap between the top top in on the women's side that just isn't there. And I think, you know, considering the fact that Emma's worst finish was the deadlift. And she's getting stronger. And we know what she's doing is working. Um because she keeps getting stronger year on year. So I'm really excited to see um what she's able to put together for next year. And she the the original point I wanted to talk about Emma is that she does have that mental separation, you know. She went to prom. She's still being a, a kid, um, and you know, enjoying life, and creating that mental separation. I think between the fact that CrossFit is just something that you do, as opposed to it being your whole life, is probably like quite a good thing for her. Uh, yeah, 
no, I agree. But I don't know if it's going to be like a three-horse race next year. Uh, it's going to be a one-horse race, and then it's going to be battle for second. I still think Tia's going to just smash it. Well, you think she's but, still too far off the pace? Yeah, well, look, at I know Rogue is biased towards you know heavier lifting and whatnot, but she's still, what's that, two, uh, 120 points, which is over an event. That's like an event gap mm. in terms of points. So it's still quite a lot. But we shall see. You never know. She keeps improving. She's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be more interesting. I don't know. Obviously, who knows when Tia's going to retire. She might win this year and then call it quits. But if you do leave it to Laura, Emma, if Mal comes back, it's more interesting. I just basically want to see who's going to win first out of Emma or Mal, of like the new generation. Who's going to be the first one to actually get the the win at the games, basically. Because, um, yeah, they basically had two very different approaches to it. One, as you said, lived more of a normal life. Uh, obviously still trains ridiculously hard, but CrossFit's and everything, whereas by the sounds of it, Mal literally was homeschooled, trains for the for CrossFit from the age of like 12 till now, just every day, all day. Um, one kind of burnt out a bit, but supposedly coming back this year. The other one's just been steadily improving, finishing higher and higher each year at the Games. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I just want to see who finishes first first basically <laughs> so should be interesting um indeed indeed yeah cool uh any other overall thoughts from the from the event um a little bit disappointed that we didn't get to see karen Frey over at her best um she was sick throughout the whole weekend so wasn't really able to push on and compete um uh and then you know, G- Gabby Magawa, like just a hair's breadth away from a podium. I, th- I think she she podiumed last year at Rogue, if memory serves. Uh, and it would have been great to see a podium again, but you know, obviously, uh, wasn't to be this year. But um, and this is something I hypothesised with you. I don't know whether her training with Laura is potentially putting a ceiling on what she can do, um. Because there's a couple of events that she beat Laura. Um, I'm trying to quick look through. Okay, why well, no? She only beat Laura in two events, which was um, event four, the ring muscle up, handstand push up, and the run. So I think it's one of those things that you can sometimes run into where if you're training with somebody, like, do you see them as the ceiling? Or do you see what is the actual ceiling and potential of that workout? And that's the only thing I'd probably say as a sort of <laughs> excuse me, uh, cautionary tale from her perspective is, okay, I, are you being limited by working out with Laura? It's kind of the only thing I'd probably say on that. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing when it comes to like this type of training, like camp versus individual, because obviously they do... Well, Laura works with Ben Smith, and then I feel like Gabby just copies what Laura does, training-wise. But like, is that what she needs to get better? Because if you're just working on what Laura's doing, you're already limiting yourself. Because I don't know, who knows? You don't even really know what that situation is. So maybe no. um, you would think they're smart enough that obviously Gabby needs to work on things she needs to work on, and obviously Laura's just mm. better in general. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's arguably, I suppose, the end of this season. Little, uh, yeah, 
bookends and then everything kicks back up and well it depends do you think dubai what do you think dubai is, is that the beginning of the season end of the season still and then january is for is that the start of the new year i i i'm, I'm still saying what is the end of the season and the open is the start of the season that's no. that's my view on it and it's something no <laughs> no i don't agree but on that. Dubai has started to put out some teasers. We had their first event uh, released the other day, which you really like the look of. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think, yeah, I think we're getting closer to a um, to a leaderboard as well. They're making a lot of athlete announcements. They haven't invited yeah, see all the top athletes. Um, yeah. well, I see Ricky's so. doing it, which would be uh, yeah, good. yeah. Um, I'll probably um, win to be yeah, honest. Based off the field so far, I think he'll uh, have the best chance of winning. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Were we a little bit disappointed by Ricky this year? Uh, I was Rome? thinking. Well, I was thinking that, but he did somehow finish fifth for a guy that I probably saw about twice through the whole competition. He still finished only behind like the best in the world, so like the next best four in the world. So, um, yeah, true. I think he's fine. Like, obviously, he's come back from his injury. Um. But yeah, I think it'd be good to go in Dubai. And Dubai is different programming. Um, so we shall see. I think he'll, yeah, I think he'll win Dubai. Depend- based off who they've announced, there's no other real bigger name that I think's going to super challenge him. Is Laz- Lazar's doing it, isn't he? I know Luca's doing it. Yeah, Lazar always um, does it. Um, so that could be the closest race of the big names. Um but yeah, let's see what the workouts are like. The first one that they've announced is cool. It's like event three. It's like 10 rounds of one legless rope climb, 15 wall balls, and 35 heavy double unders. So a nice armsy one to start with. Well, event three, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But yeah, anything else? I'm just um, I'm just going through. Uh, yeah, I was just going to go through who they've announced so far. So they've got Luka Dukic. Um, they've got Ricky, Emily Rolf, Moritz Fiebig, uh, Seher Kaya, David Chirunki, then Taylor Howe, uh, Javier Gonzalez. Nope, no idea. Uh, Andrea Solberg, Guillaume Brion, former games athlete, Matilda Garns. Georgios Karavis, because obviously it's a competition. Why wouldn't Karavis be there? Um, and Claudia Gluck. Oh, Claudia Gluck. That'd be good. Um, let's see what else they've announced. And then we've also got Yonikoski, Karen Frey, Alex Katoulis, Manon Anganese, Reggie Fasser, Hannah Carlson, and Lazar Dukic as well. Um, cool. So, and it's 30 males, 30 females. So, yeah, very interested in how it's going to land because you obviously had Moritz and Moritz and Karen Frey winning last. No, it was um, what's his face, Fabi Fabi Benito yeah, won it last year, didn't it? Um, yeah, I thought Moritz finished second, and then um, Fakowski finished third. Fakowski so. finished third, yeah. So yeah, Fabi obviously didn't have a great time at um at the games. So I'm interested to see if he pops back up and has a decent finish. But yes, uh, that's probably the next big one. Um, and I've just realised, is that the same weekend as said Triple Threat? 
It is. Well, that's depressing. Jeez. Oh, oh well. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, you can see who's who's not going there by the people who are at FitFest. Yeah. FitFest, the... Uh, I, uh, well, it's not surprising. They're doing, like, it's more of a showcase, isn't it, than a competition. It's literally just, like, teams. And, yeah, like... they've they've just released it. They, they, I got an email today about it um, oh. saying that it's going to be... Did you get that email? I haven't looked. I mean, I've got about ten thousand to emails to look through. So, yeah, you, you know, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. If <laughs> if uh, if anyone could have a conversation with Mister Hosking about organisation, it's an absolute <laughs> disgrace. Oh dear. Um, um, but yeah, yeah so we've got like... three captains: that, uh, Team Brandon, Team Lawson, and Team Vunga. A, a, yeah, and then they're doing a draft next week, and then they'll each have a team of six, comprising of three female and three male athletes. Fair enough. Do you Which think is... they do team workouts or do you think it's still individual workouts? They do a mix across the weekend. Right. So okay. they'll be indiv- like, so it'll be like, um, okay, this one's an individual one, but this one's a team one, this yeah. one's a team of two, this one's a team of four, et cetera, et cetera. And you get points yeah. based on each one. Fair um, enough. So I think that'd be pretty do you know cool. A, do you know what's sounding a bit like? The CrossFit Invitational <laughs> throwback. Oh, I was going to say it sounded like the. <laughs> It's, it's, it's sounding like the Tahoe Throwdown. No. <laughs> if they if they'd done this as like a brand affiliation, so you've got like Brandon leading team Rad, you know Lawson leading team whoever she's sponsored by, and yeah, Ella yeah. Vunga for some reason leading team whatever they are, then that 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 I think would be a from an activation standpoint, I think that'd be pretty cool. What do I know? That's that's what Waterpalooza is for. When they all come out on their teams. Um, yeah, true. I was saying that Rogue, literally, look at that men's field. I think like heat, the top heat at one point, like nine out of ten guards are all just wearing tier gear. Like they all just had the exact same uh, brand on. Like I don't tiers literally. Yeah. I don't know what their play is, but they're going big on the CrossFit scene at the moment. And then probably just transition it's, to a real, um... real sport when they get enough interest. yeah no it's it's a way to test your so so the way that i see it it's a way to test your product so you come into the crossfit market it's relatively easy to establish like market dominance in there um because you can spend in the grand scheme of things very little amount of money and it's got a decent reach so you come in you spend a load of money get it on all the athletes you get a huge amount of visibility around you get the brand recognition up and then and then you're able to sort of launch from there into you know general training as opposed to just you know crossfit specific you know because i think you know nike's making enough money from like nike don't just sell metcons to crossfitters anymore you know you get like you look at the number of functional fitness spaces and all that it's there um and you know if if you're a relatively competent company that doesn't uh (laughs) that is able to fulfill orders and has decent customer service then you'll be all right um, excited to go to the tier CrossFit Games next year. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, cool. Uh, anything else? That's pretty much it, I feel like. Uh, yeah, Sid Origins qualifiers are in. Um, yeah. So that's well, finally done. <laughs> yeah. Well, the ball for that only comes out in like two weeks or something, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Because like, uh, I was obviously tracking it for us um 
like relatively closely. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, still haven't been published yet. Um, but yeah, it was a, an interesting mix of events. There were some crazy good scores that went in. Some crazy good scores um, for those, which is uh, we'll probably run through when that leaderboard comes out. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it from a rogue perspective. Anyway, yeah, lovely stuff. All right, we'll uh, end it there. Probably uh, do an episode about something in the next few weeks. I don't know, maybe some uh, off-brand topic. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye.